0: welcome to episode 36 of the Least my podcast happy father's day by the way i'm brett uh shit i'm steve ellsworth
1: blooper <laughs> real i'm <laughs> brett Duba.
0: and in this episode the stanley cup playoffs are done uh last sunday after we recorded this of course it uh, and it will uh break down on a game six for you and uh why I think Sidney Crosby was kind of sort of deserving of the con Smythe in one sense and not so much on the other fronts. Uh, also, we got our first semi-big trade of the offseason. Could lead to several other significant trades. Um, also, Randy Carlisle back in the NHL. Um, and uh, pretty much all the coaching vacancies filled at this point will uh, fill in the blanks there. NHL awards, the blanks will be filled on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, so we'll give our picks as to who takes who, and uh, the NHL draft next weekend or this coming weekend I should say by the time you're reading this or listening to this uh, we'll talk about who we think the Bruins and Sens should and shouldn't take as well Um, I uh, take a look at uh, Jeff Merrick of Sportsnet he had a mock draft I'll uh, look at his uh, interesting picks but first a quick shout out to All of those past and present who have worn the number 36 in the the, uh, NHL level, Um, Dave Boland and Matthew Barnaby, probably the most likely to get under your skin, but uh, put up some good numbers. Uh, John Gibson, one of the few goalies to wear this number. Uh, Francois Beauchemin, in his one game with Montreal, he wore number 36. Uh, In one year with Philly, apparently Bobby Clark also wore number 36 uh in his three seasons with edmonton as did norma kiver uh grant ledyard formerly of the boston bruins uc Yokinen, currently of the florida panthers and in his first season with the isles travis hamnick wore number 36 um a lot more consistent uh players um today we're number 36 uh the likes include carl gunnarsson yannick hansen uh matt zuccarello um and also um unfortunately um remembered for all the wrong reasons steve moore wore number 36 Uh, in his rookie season michael nylander did you know he wore number 36 i did not
1: know well
0: and uh, for a couple of years in chicago Alexei Shamnov, i believe it was chicago he wore number 36 as well so to all the players past and present in the nhl who have worn number 36 this podcast is for you It's time to lace them up. Here's Brett and Steve.
1: Um, let's do uh, social media stuff. Um, I I am doing something else at the moment. Uh, you say that or? Yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I uh, I was just trying looking for more mock drafts here. Uh, but, um, I can do that while you rant about something. Um, <laughs> yeah, so social media, Facebook, Laysom a Podcast, um, Twitter, Laysom Podcast, uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud or iTunes. I have a feeling this is going to be a long episode, so apologies in advance, um, yeah, Probably you know.
0: not nearly as long as uh, the one we're going to have next week, and if, if all goes as planned, if all goes as planned, we could have our first featured guest on the Lace Up podcast. Yeah. Stay tuned for that.
1: we we'll, uh, I mean, we don't want to hype it up too much because no, it's not no. official I'm yet. Just saying, but potentially, if all goes as yeah, if all goes plan, the plan yeah. Um, also email us at uh, laceupbag at gmail um, just feedback, questions, whatever. Um, even, hey, if you want a guest, um, also, uh, email us. Um, this isn't real, this is a, this is a hockey store show, and I do want to keep it that way, but I feel like we'd be remiss if we don't mention the Orlando shooting, yeah. uh, so our condolences go out to them. Um, it's a sad state in America right now, but... Um, I felt like I should at least mention that. Um, alright, let's get going, though. Um, uh, so the Penguins won the Cup, as we predicted. It was, they won it when we, we recorded on Sunday, so we didn't see it, but they recorded, like, about, like, four hours after we did, actually, probably longer, six hours, I think. Um, (laughs) I don't know the exact amount of hours, but it was in 24 hours. Um, anyway, so they won. Um, the Consumers went to Crosby. It is kind of crazy that um, at the beginning of the year, I think I was actually like, I had them as a wild card. I didn't think they'd do so well, but uh, kudos to uh, Jim Rutherford for making all those risky trades. Um, and like having them work, Carl Haglund, Phil Kessel, especially Nick Bagnino. Um, and that whole line there, Trevor Daly came in the clutch. Uh, Justin Schultz came in the clutch. Um, it's like, it was just a lot of like, they had a lot of players who like a lot of teams gave up with, gave up on. And then, um, you know, they just managed to work.
0: young guys like Matt Murray, Brian yep. Russ, Connor Shiri. They really emerged in these playoffs. And
1: too. Knuckle, yeah. But, yeah, they all. That's true. That was another aspect to it, too. And the I other thing. Like, the other impressive. Like
0: the the that started everything was Mike Sullivan coming into place. So. Yeah,
1: that's true. And I think the impressive. And we'll talk about that later. But, like, he should really win the Jack Adams, but even though he's not nominated. But, um. But I think the impressive thing is that Crosby and Malkin didn't really do much. We will talk about Crosby in in a bit, but, um, like, they didn't really do much, and they still, like, won. Um, they didn't really get challenged that much in the playoffs, except for the Capitals series, but, um, I mean, I think we all knew that, like, when the Sharks series was happening, we think we all knew that the Penguins were going to win, even though, um... The Sharks were the more fun team, but, um, yeah, I don't think they, they like, we knew that they would probably beat the Rangers, we knew that they would beat the Capitals, but, or, like, they would have, it would be tough against the Capitals, I don't know if we really thought that they'd beat the Lightning, but when Bishop went down, it's kind of Mm -hmm. tough to say otherwise, so, yeah.
0: No, um, no. There, yeah. there are a lot of sporting sporting moments um, that y- you know people look back on, and, and just getting back to the Orlando shooting in the aftermath, yeah. like yesterday, Orlando uh, City FC, I think uh, the foot, uh, the uh, the soccer team that they have in the states, there mm-hmm. at the 49th minute, they had a moment of silence, and it was very moving and very powerful, and just how oh, yeah, tree- <laughs> unfortunately in times of tragedy you see how unified everyone. Yeah. How, how unified everyone is and it's unfortunate that it, it takes something like this to to, to really to really uh, band together to to stand alongside one another and, and yeah, it, it's it's a shame that it takes events like this and why we can't be like this to each other all all of the time and, and respect <laughs> one another is yeah. it, sorry, it's I just, just mind boggling. I didn't I didn't let you, let you me, uh talk yeah, about,
1: well, that, well, getting, sorry getting about
0: that well again that. to other sporting sporting moments like the yeah. power of sport, like it's it, it's you know, it it kind of becomes a stress release for for some people, like a bit of an outlet to to get their mind off the things in, in the real world. And and you look at other things beyond the game, like Trevor Daly, his his mom was uh and I, I I she might still be battling cancer and all she wanted to see was their son win the cup. Yeah. He was talking to Crosby about that and Crosby said before he went to the cup you're gang it right after me. Yeah. And then it, it was touching him, giving it to Dupuy uh, right after, you know. He, he was basically told by the doctors, you gotta you got to shut her down. you, you got to quit yeah. because this could kill you if, if you let it get any farther than this. And, you know, battling with blood clots and three three separate go rounds with this. And he never quit. He never gave up. He gave it his all. Uh, didn't really play a good chunk of the season, but... You know his work ethic. It really showed showed volumes, and it really ins- inspires people to yeah. to give it their all and, and find that extra gear. And Marc Andre Fleury, I mean, the way he handled all of this uh, to get to uh, toys the cup after Dupuis, um, you know, it, it's it's a tough situation for him. But at the same time, I think he handled it the best way he could.
1: I th- I was surprised that Kessel wasn't sooner holding the cup. I can understand Daly knowing that story. I can understand Dupuis with the blood clots. I thought he would get it right after, but um, I guess <laughs> I guess those guys are more deserving. But
0: yeah, and you look yeah. at you know Taves giving it to Kimo in first yeah. uh, last year, and Saka giving it to Fork. I mean, captains are the best. Enough said. They're yeah, yeah. they're they're.
1: They're born leaders for a reason. And, uh, speaking, and it was classed by Crosby. Uh, speaking of captains, uh, so uh, Crosby got... Um, ended up getting the um, Con Smythe Award. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's like... I mean, I feel like you could give it to anybody on this team and it would be like... it would be like... there would be a reasoning behind it. Like, you could give it to Matt Murray, you could give it to Kessel could give it to anyone on the HBK line, Nick really.
0: Nick scored a lot of goals and went 12-2 yeah. in the faceoff dot uh, in the early stages of the third period. I mean, yeah. you could have given it to him as well. could
1: give it to Haglin, to Chris Letang. Um, so, um, giving it to Crosby, I feel like, I mean, in a way, yeah, he did play the best game in, I feel like it's just a lot of rec- recency bias, really. Because, mm-hmm. like, he he had, like, a really good game the la- in game six. Yeah, uh, the last assists, game
0: He set up the Latang goal and made a great yeah. pass to Hornquist on the empty netter. And in the Tampa series, he got three game winners. And I
1: think, so, like, it's not like he's undeserving. Um, but I think I would rather have, like, I think I would have given it to Matt Murray um, instead. Just because I feel like... Just on that whole Capitals series alone, I feel like he was the main reason why they were able to beat the Capitals.
0: Yeah, um, he, he he had some really good games, but you look at you look at guys like um I I'm not actually quite sure if Cam Ward won the cons might this escapes me if he did or not in 06. But he played he got to stand on his head a lot more often than Matt Murray was called upon, uh, in the Pittsburgh trees. Yeah. So I I, I I, I certainly think he was deserving all the praise that he was getting, and he certainly he yeah. certainly deserved to get all the accolades that he did. But I, yeah. I, I think uh, giving the Constance to Matt Murray, I, I don't think that
1: would have been minus. Um, I mean, I think it was all, he was also hurt by the fact that the Penguins were out-shooting the Sharks. so he, like the, Yeah,
0: like the Penguins were out He
1: wasn't like, really challenged uh, at all. But I yeah. felt like, because the Constance is really just the playoff MVP. Yeah. Instead of like the, you know, the series MVP, but um, yeah, I guess in that and in that sense, I was apparently reading from I think Darren Drager said something about how he would have given the con Smythe or voted for Phil Kessel if uh, he had scored in the in that game, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Well, it was an empty natter. Yeah. Like that was like like. If he, like, like yeah, exactly, like, what if he, like, sh- got an empty netter that, yeah, uh like, that like didn't have any effect on the game, it was just, like, an empty netter, really, and they, you know, he went up two po- two goals, it's kind of, um, I don't know, I felt like that was kind of lame. Um, yeah,
0: like, he had his chances in, yeah that, in, in that game throughout, but, so, uh, You know, you look at the Sharks. They had their chances, too, in the second period. I noticed they they were buzzing in front of the Penguins' goal a lot. Uh, Huge chance to strike in the third with their first power play of the game. Um, But they only mustered a shot on goal in the first nine minutes of the third. Uh, That's not even close to putting yourselves in a position to win. And uh, when they were able to tie the game, thanks to Logan Couture, the Pens got the lead back in just minutes. And no amount of game-saving stops by Jones could alter the final outcome The way Pittsburgh was playing. And it, it was... Like you said, you could have given it to a lot of guys on that team, and that's just how well this team played. Teams win championships, not individuals, and and Pittsburgh proved that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, The, uh, what am I doing? Uh, Oh, yeah, uh, I have a stat uh, to add to Crosby's legacy. Uh, so Crosby is the only mm-hmm. player in history to have Olympic gold. Yes, yeah, two of them. Um, a yeah. cup, a Stanley Cup. He also has two of those. A World Championship, mm-hmm. a World Junior gold, a Hart Trophy, an Art Ross, a Rocket Richard, and a con Smythe. Now, um, yeah. I thought he had a Memorial Cup, but I guess he didn't. Um, wasn't mm-hmm. Romowski good it's back the then? Final- he made it to the finals in 05, but the probably the best junior
0: hockey team ever assembled the London Knights beat his for Moosky 4-0. Oh, wow. So, he was close, but didn't get it done. It's the only thing he didn't win.
1: All right. Well, I know I can always count on you for Memorial <laughs> Cup stuff. Well, it's hard
0: oh. to forget <laughs> that London Knights team with the likes of Corey Perry and Patrick Kane on it,
1: but... Wait. So it was Corey Perry, Patrick Kane versus Kane, I Sidney don't Crosby? Was on that team. There are a lot of NHLers on that squad. Dave Boland, I think, was on that team. Rob Schrempf, who but like now in the NHL, but that's but who good. is like who's like the like a star that I would recognize? Who? Oh be- yeah,
0: Patrick Kane was on that team. But wasn't oh, Patrick Kane was on that London
1: Ice team? Absolutely. But isn't like Crosby like five years older than King? Uh...
0: No, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that right. uh, I kind of want to look this up, I'm pretty but sure that game was on that team. I'm pretty sure he was. All
1: right, uh, no, but I but believe anyways, you.
0: Anyways, uh, to add to that, um, this is a different Pittsburgh Penguin, Chris Letang. He's the fourth player in league history, according to Complete Hockey News, to factor into all four game-winning goals in the Stanley Cup Playoffs. The, uh, um or in the Stanley Cup Final, I should say. The other three to do it were Milt Schmidt of the Boston Bruins in 1941, Jean Beliveau of the Montreal Canadiens in 1965, and wait for it, the great one himself, Wayne Gretzky of the Edmonton Oilers in 1987. So Chris okay. Letain also joining some exclusive company uh, with his performance in the cup finals.
1: Huh. Um,
0: and he got the Stanley Cup winner. So yes,
1: yeah, he got, also got the Stanley Cup winner, that's true. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I would just look this up. So, Crosby's 28 years old. Patrick Kane is 27. But right. I thought, I guess, yeah. I thought, like, Crosby was able to get into the, uh, the CHL early because of his, yeah. like, yeah, so.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. But Kane was also pretty young at that time, too.
1: Okay. So, I guess they were both, like. That I guess. Yeah, um, I'm
0: pretty sure Kane was on that team. There, uh, I think uh, one or two of the Costigan brothers were on that uh, London team as well. Yeah. There are a lot of NHL talent.
1: Um, all right. Uh, I guess we can get going to the. We'll, we'll go to the rapid fire unless there's nothing else you want to say. I don't know.
0: Um, is are we going with the Hawks trade or is that involved in rapid fire?
1: Yeah, that's a not rapid fire. Okay. Um. All right, well, yeah, so the rapid fire, we're going to, I put them into sections, really. Um, So we're going to start with all the coach hirings. Uh, So Carlisle, um, who was formerly the Toronto Maple Leafs coach of two years ago, um, he is now a, um, he is now the Ducks coach because he was the Ducks assistant coach this is an interesting move because you. No, he was the
0: Ducks' head coach that won the when they won the cup in 07, and he yeah, was yeah. fired. Yeah. Replaced by Bruce Boudreaux. Funny how things work. Yeah,
1: this is an interesting move because you get rid of a guy, Bruce Boudreaux, yeah. Who you really only fired because he can't win Game Seven. Yeah. Um, and then you get a guy like uh Carlisle. I'm blanking on his first name. Is it Randy. Bob? Randy? Oh, Randy, of course. Um, and, uh, and, uh, who's, who has like, I feel like he's a worse or worse or coach. I don't even know what the word is, but he's, he's worse than Boudreaux is as a coach. Um, so, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, we were kind of wrong about, by the way, I was thinking of doing like, uh, like, looking back at all our episodes about when we talked about the Penguins in the season. And then, like, yeah. cum- culminating it up into, like, its yeah. own I, special I, episode. I know,
0: I know for a fact that uh, there were a lot of other teams that would have picked to win the Cup before Pittsburgh.
1: That much I do know. Um, but uh, it would yeah, have taken us a lot of times. Because I feel like we we said some things <laughs> that we probably would regret. But it, was, it yeah. would take me a lot of time to actually do that. Yeah. Anyways, um, but back to this, Carlisle. I mean yeah, so I mean what do we know really? Um, I do I mean there is something that maybe he has learned from his time in Toronto um, and his time in Anaheim, but um, yeah, I guess it's we'll see. I, I heard is, that
0: the one, the one difference that that Bruce Boudreaux had to deal with and that Randy Carlisle had to deal with is that Bobby Ryan for the good chunk of Boudreau's uh, career. Uh, He was in Ottawa. Right. Um, Carlisle pretty much had to deal with the young Bobby Ryan and develop him and all that. And I don't think the two saw eye to eye. And I'm not sure how much of a factor that factored into him uh, being fired. But the fact is, um, Randy Carlisle, um, you know, every coaching style is a shelf life. Randy Mm -hmm. Carlisle reached his – the Ducks needed to – to get to another level, and I guess they couldn't get to that next level with Boos Brugel behind the bench, um, as to whether or not Brandy Carlisle will get them to that next level remains to be seen. But he was the best coach available, and I think that's what it came down to. I mean, it, it's, it might not be the best choice, but he's certainly the most experienced choice at the time because you have all these other coaches that were snatched up before them.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see about that. Um... Apparently, Getzlaff and Perry wanted Carlisle as the coach, so yeah, I would there's something that, to that. I would imagine that they hold
0: a bit of weight in that decision. Yeah,
1: and I'm sh- and so maybe that will speak to uh, their performance with him under you know under him again, but we'll see. Um, so Galutsin, I don't have his first name here either.
0: Len am but he got his last name Len- right.
1: Yeah, I did. I did say that. I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce it. But anyways, he's the Flames coach. Um, he was the announced the Flames coach. Um, he was apparently the Canucks associate coach. Um, so it's an interesting field for the uh, the the Calgary Vancouver rivalry.
0: And he and he coached the Stars before they. I think yeah. before they had Tyler Sagan before they really got good.
1: Yeah, and um, so. So, yeah, he does have some experience. In the presser, he was saying that they're going to try to be more possession-friendly because that was the main reason why um, Yeah, the other guy was fired. Um, I'm blanking on names all the time now. But, the penalty um penalty kill, I'm
0: sure, had something to do with it. They, they weren't that good in the penalty
1: kill. Yeah, penalty kill, um, possession, they were bad at possession-wise. So they're going to try to be more things... I've never heard the guy, you haven't either, but um, it should be interesting to see, like, I like when teams take risk, and they, unlike the Ducks, where they just pick guys that they know, um, I kind of like, like, giving, like, the new guy the chance, because that's the only, like, because you kind of, like, the book's not on them, or, well, they could have
0: they could have another new guy. According to a report from Eric Francis, and I saw this from TSN, um, I think a day or two ago, apparently the Flames have been uh, working the phones and talking to the Pittsburgh Penguins about potentially acquiring Marc-Andre Fleury.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So, that'll be interesting to see how that uh, transitions into a draft weekend slash offseason I
1: think, activity. is that right? I think, um... Calgary was also looking to move up to the third spot.
0: Mm, that, that could be interesting. They picked six overall, and the th- right. third spot belongs to... The
1: Blue Jackets. Columbus. But I think I'm thinking of another team. Hold on, give me a second. Yeah. Um,
0: and, and it kind of makes sense because I think both Ramo, if not Ramo, for sure Hiller is a UFA. Yeah, and I de- I don't think they're going to be bringing him back. So if, um, if Flurry, that's you, know, that's a pretty decent upgrade.
1: Yeah, Flurry is definitely an upgrade, especially when you will. We'll talk about the expansion draft later, but the Penguins are going to have some things to talk about when you can only protect one goalie, and Flurry is going to be has the no movement clause, so they're going to have to keep Flurry um, if they don't treat him, um, because, uh, so I'm sure the Las Vegas team will pick Matt Murray, um, if that happens, but we'll talk about that later, um, I think it's Calgary, I guess it's not, but, um, I thought, it was just, it's a rumor Anyways, so it's either Montreal or Calgary are trying to move up, but, um, a
0: huge weakness, so I can see yeah. him trying
1: to make it, at least yeah. I th- I think, like, a lot of teams you could say, like, well, if they only have one thing, um, then they'll be contenders. And I think that's true for Calgary. If they have, they definitely have the forwards, they definitely have the defense, um, they're young. Um, I think that they're all they really the need is a goalie. they
0: strong center up if yeah. Jeff Merk way, which we'll get yeah. to more of his interesting picks later. But, you know, again, goaltending's where you need to improve on, not forward. right. So,
1: so uh, maybe Marc-Andre Fleury would be the interesting pick there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Again, just trade talks. If, 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 if anything has happened with that, it's, it's just, you know, working the phones. Cool. Nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing really worth looking into it this point.
1: Exactly. Um, all right. Uh, then, uh, so this is uh, um, this is in a head coach position, but it was news. Um Mike Yo is the Blues associate coach. I guess this would be the, if all goes to plan, this would be um, Ken Hitchcock's replacement. Yeah. Um,
0: I think it's already been deemed that he's the go-to guy when Hitchcock leaves.
1: I felt like Yo was the, uh, um, was like a bit misrepresented in... Um, or was given a bad deal in Minnesota. He
0: misunderstood in Minnesota,
1: yeah. Um, so I feel like he could work with the Blues. Um, but we'll have to see. Like, um, especially like, let's say if the the Blues go to a slow start, they may like get rid of Hitchcock right away or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. Do you have anything on them?
0: Nah, it's it's again, you know. F- probably the most capable replacement available that's that's what they're going with and you well, know they're just adding more they're just adding more experience you know yo's been to the playoffs just about as many times as hitchcock it's been there true. um he went to the second round before in fact i think he actually he in the wild beat the blues in order to get to the second round against chicago not, to, not uh, in the previous playoffs not just the one that uh, wrapped up but um yeah it's it, it's uh it's um it's an interesting hire, getting him from you know a division rival, formerly a division rival, but um, it, it, it could work out. It might not, but uh, it, it, it's it seemed like the the obvious hire to make. I mean, you know, if like he's 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 the ultimate front runner now. If if you didn't get him, he'd be the ultimate front runner for somebody else. So right, I, I think I think it's a wise hire. He gets to maybe learn a little bit from Ken Hitchcock before he leaves, and that could serve him well.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess it's true. It's like you don't know who's going to be on the market next offseason, and you can't, so you just pick a guy um, that you want now um, for next year kind of thing. Um, All right, let's go to the... uh, So the awards are going to be on Wednesday. Um, There's... Um, a couple of awards here, but we're gonna just it's just gonna be a, like a kind of a preview I guess to them. Mm-hmm. Um, who we think will win and who we think should have won. Uh, this, like like as I ju- as a bit of a preview, I already mentioned that I think Mike Sullivan should have won, but he wasn't mm-hmm. even nominated. Um, also, so some awards that were already that I've already happened. Um, R Ross went to Patrick Kane, uh, the Jennings award went to John Gibson and Frederick Anderson of the ducks. And then the rocket Richard went to Ovechkin. Um, so let's, I mean, I guess we're going to go with, I didn't know what order to go with, but, um, I figured we should just go by like, I don't know. I just went, cause there's about like six awards, the Hart, the Vezina, the Norris, the Jack Adams, and the Selkie that, like, that are, like, important, I guess. But, um, so I didn't know which to place them more. But, um, but anyways, let's start with the Hart, the MVP. Um, so Jamie Ben, Sidney Crosby, and Patrick Kane. I think we all, I think it's, like, Patrick Kane by Landslide. Um, I, I, not to discredit Crosby or Ben. um... Patrick Kane has, you know, has been the most consistent um of the three.
0: He was miles ahead of everyone and, else. And he, he was miles ahead of on everyone else. Level. So. He, he, yeah. You know, given all the off-season distractions, you know, probably not probably not the guy that everyone wanted to win. Right. Uh, but
1: he deserves it though.
0: It, it's pretty tough not to give it to Patrick Kane based on the kind of year he had and honestly I think it would have been more interesting if Braden Holtby was nominated. He would have been my choice if he was up for the. Right yeah. reason. So it's it's it's. I'd be surprised if anyone but Patrick came. Home.
1: But considering a goalie won last year with uh, Carey Price, I, I it's kind of weird to have two hard Trophy like two goalies be the hard because they have their own award, you know. But um, yeah, I could see Holtby like at least being nominated. But even still, I'd be it'd be hard to. No, i take Patrick league, King.
0: League MVP, I mean, you know, Crosby had a rest star. He, he came back and had a great season, won the Con Smythe, won the Cup. But, I mean, you look at Holby and where Washington would be without him. I mean, even if you take away Jamie Benn, maybe the stars aren't as good, but I think they're still good enough to make the playoffs. Well,
1: I mean, you know, the
0: when, stars. When Sagan. With, I don't know if I can say that with Washington and if they had Philippe Grubauer and for most of the season if Holby got
1: hurt. True, true. Good. But, I mean, but it's the same thing. Like, were you okay with Kerry price last year?
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, okay. But like, I, I just, I feel like you can't, I think it was mostly Carrie price won just cause there wasn't really a great forward that year to really, um, warrant like, you know, something else happening. I just feel well, like that's... it's weird. Cause I feel like it's weird to give it to a goalie the next year. I feel like if, Kerry Price didn't win last year. The heart last year. Um, then I think Holtby would be in the discussion this year.
0: Yeah, I, um, I, I, I'm. I'm. You know, i it, It's. It'd be tough. It'd still be tough to take away from Patrick Kane, even if Holtby was in the running. He would have been my choice. Doesn't mean he would have won. I thought he should have been in at least the discussion for the award. But
1: yeah, regard, I guess that's true. Patrick, I mean, he he
0: was,
1: he, was he's, he's in the discussion be, now. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Uh, but Patrick yeah, Kane's yeah, fair enough. I mean, and uh, so Jamie Ben didn't have Tyler Sagan for like three months. Uh, right. Crosby had that bad. I feel like if Crosby was good for the entire year, um, it would be a it would be close with Patrick Kane. But I think Patrick Kane has this. Um, all right, let's go to the Vezina. Speaking of Braden Holtby, uh, Ben Bishop. Braden Holtby and Jonathan Quick. I think it's... I don't even think it matters who you have against Braden Holtby. Holtby is going to win. Yeah. Um,
0: no disrespect to Bishop and yeah, Quick. They were, they but, were Quick. um. Holtby was on another plan. I
1: don't know if Bishop or Quick would be the best choices for even being nominated. I'd say, like, Schneider should have been... Recognized. Uh, if
0: the Devils make the playoffs and he's not hurt for the final month, yeah, then maybe, maybe he's in the consideration.
1: Um, yeah, I think Corey Schneider should have been recognized. Uh, Crawford had a good year. Um, I think there's a couple of others. It's been a long time since <laughs> since the season that I'm forgetting on who were who were really good. But um, yeah, I think
0: Elliot played pretty well as well.
1: Yeah, Elliot.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think he has like you know the wins to really stack up against the likes of Bishop and Quick and Holtby, so. I don't,
1: but I don't think, didn't, like, Quick not have a great year? I thought he didn't, but.
0: Yeah, he had his off nights, but he, 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 overall he played pretty well, but you look at Ben Bishop and the Lightning when they, when they weren't really scoring all that much, you know, Bishop was.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with Bishop. doing his part. I'm okay with Bishop. I'm, I don't know if I'm okay with, um, uh, Jonathan Quick, though.
0: Again again it doesn't matter because right. uh, like like Kane winning the hard trophy, is going to win it regardless. I would be shocked if they give it to anyone. Else.
1: Um well okay, I'm looking at the goalie stats here. So actually Ben Bishop had had better stats than Brayden Holpe. Um, he had so Ben Bishop had a 2.06 GAA and a 926 save percentage. And Holtby had a two point two GAA. Um and he's not even in the top five of save percentages. Um he is he had uh nine twenty two save percentage. Oh Robert Luongo would have been another one. Yeah. Um Yeah, you know what? I, I,
0: I would have put him in the mix too. Uh
1: yeah, so I think Schneider or uh, Luongo. I know. Canucks fans, sorry. Um, but, um, I think those guys should have been nominated at least, yeah. but, um, whatever, You're, but it doesn't matter cause Holtby is going to win and he should win. Um, all right, let's go to the Norris. Um, Brent Burns, Drew Doughty and Eric Carlson. Um, I, I think it's between Doughty and Eric Carlson. I'd give it to, uh, Carlson, I know it's. I I usually don't like giving award like awards the best offensive defenseman, but when you have 82 points in 82 games, like Eric Carlson did, he had the best the, top the, team. the best offensive season for a defenseman in a long time. Top I think you top scorer on the team. Top scorer on the team. I think you have to give it to him. Um, to its credit, though, Brent Burns had 75 points. Yeah. in And 82 games. Um, I think the only thing that for Dowdy would be is that I think he is a better defender. Oh uh, yeah, of the three, but I think they'll give it to Eric Carlson. I I wouldn't be surprised if they give it to Dowdy or Burns, but I think they'll give it to Carlson. No. And I think I think he should win it. Um, and we know what you think, but uh, I mean. <laughs>
0: It's 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 you know you, you kind of wonder how, how much like sometimes I measure like how you know how much of a success Ottawa would have uh, you know the team would have had with or without this guy I mean you know Brett Burns huge part of the the Shark success as, as he was with the Kings and of the three involved you know Carlson didn't play a playoff game right but again he had a huge impact on on he he, he has a huge impact and as to how much success the Sens have and. You know, in a season where they didn't make the playoffs again, to lead defensemen in scoring—I mean, that's that—that's s- something that needs to be recognized, or, or or at least be nominated for. So, yeah, Carlson I deserves mean, to be in the running at
1: least. I think I think they should do like they should make two awards, like, because they have the Selkie, which best is the most... Best Offensive and Best Defensive, you mean? Yeah, yeah, like a Defensive Defenseman Award, or like All-Around Defenseman Award, and like Best Offensive Defenseman kind of award, like like they have with the Selkie and the, I guess the Heart would be the yeah. equivalent. Um, so, um, yeah, that I've, I've, I've discovered a new, I made a new invention, I guess. <laughs> we should get a... All-around defenseman award, but, yes. um, I think, uh, cause this, this debate happens every year really. It's like, yeah.
0: exactly.
1: I remember it happened a couple of years ago, like Chara is the better defenseman, but like, sh- you know, like Carlson was the better offensive defenseman. So it's like tough to, um, and they're both, you know, they're both mean a lot to the- each other's team. So yeah, it's tough to like quantify that. Um, Jack Adams Award. Uh, this is an interesting one because last year's winner was Bob Hartley, and he just got fired. And the year before that was Patrick. I'm wondering how many coaches
0: are just like, "Oh, please, don't yeah. be me.
1: Don't And the, be the year be before part. that was Patrick Waugh, and he uh, he got a he's he's on the verge That's of getting fired, but
0: he's on a short leash, I would think.
1: Um, yeah. So uh, this might not be an award that you want to win. Um. Like, as a note, Mike Babcock hasn't won uh, Jack Adams. Uh, That should tell you something about this award. Either way, uh, Gerard Gallant of the Florida Panthers, Lindy Ruff of the Dallas Stars, and Barry Trotz of the Washington Capitals are the three nominees for this award. Um, I don't actually know who's going to win... I think it's
0: tough to snub Barry Trotz, but my pick is Gallant. I would love to see Gallant win it. Yeah, no one expected the Panthers to be this good this year, uh, and he really turned that team around.
1: Um, yeah, I think Lindy Ruff would be an interesting one because it's um, you know, the star like the Stars have that like defensive goaltending issues, but um.
0: It's, you know, it's, it's easy to be in the conversation yeah. when you work with probably one of the best offenses in the league.
1: Um, and like I said beforehand that I think Mike Sullivan should have been nominated yeah. and he should win. But of course, I mean, he has the cup, which is the ultimate prize. But, um, but I, I, I understand cause he didn't play the full season. I feel like if he was there the entire season, he would have won. Um, yeah. But, um, and I would have, I would have suggested Claude Julien, but uh, we didn't make the playoffs, so I I don't have any leg to stand on. Uh, But, um, yeah, I'd probably give it to either Gallant or Trotz. Um, I feel like it's weird to give it to, like, the coach of the President's Trophy because it's like, did they really, you know, do anything? But, I mean, he did change the teams, and I think the Panthers changed the most from the last season, so he did have an effect. Um, but I think Barry Trotz was a better coach. Yeah,
0: like it, um, Barry Barry yeah. Trotz has really gotten to get everyone on the same page, especially Ovechkin. And that that is what I gravitate towards with this Washington Capitals team. Like I didn't yeah. like as good as they are, I don't think anyone expected them to run away with the Eastern Conference. You yeah. know, everyone thought it'd be a a three-horse race, you know, with a L.D. carry price between Tampa, Montreal, and the Rangers. Yeah. And Washington just went above and beyond everyone's expectations. Like, they are more than just a playoff team. They were the best team in the East, best team in the league, and um, they had the best goalie in the league as well. So, and the emergence of off too. Yeah. How much of an impact do you think Trotz had on his game?
1: Before? True. Um, yeah. It also should be noted that the, all these awards were um, submitted before the playoffs. Before so, the playoffs, yes. So, like, I feel like it would have been a lot like different. They, they it, to be
0: fair, like, while he was fired, he didn't yeah. win the Jack Adams. I don't think he was even nominated last year. And that yeah. sent, went on a run for the ages to get in the playoffs, so.
1: Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Um, all right, the Selkie Award. Uh, this is always Bergeron's award. They should re- they should really rename it the Patrice Bergeron Award. Um, but uh, Patrice Bergeron's nominated. Uh, I'm a I'm a I, I'm a homer. I know. Um, <laughs> Ryan Kessler and Anze Kopitar. Uh, you know who I think should win and will win. But um, I mean Kopitar uh, is probably. If if it's not Bergeron, I think it's Kopitar.
0: It's Anze's award to lose, in my opinion. But okay. Bergeron definitely deserves to be in the mix.
1: I think I, I really just look at the face-off numbers and Bergeron has the better face-off numbers. And I think that's what yeah. these people do is just they look at the face-off numbers and like see how they correspond to the, the points. Um, so I think those two are... And Kessler does well in the uh, um, the faceoffs as well, but yeah. uh, he didn't put up a. I think this was Bergeron's best season, um, offensively speaking. So, um, yeah, there's something to. But yeah, I think it's,
0: it, it's a two horse race between Bergeron yeah. and Kopitar. Yeah, I like as um, good as Kessler is.
1: Yeah, um, I'm. I was kind of surprised that Tays isn't in there because he's usually yeah. in there. Um, yeah, but, a bit. um, Datsuk used, used to win this award yeah. a lot, but, um,
0: Lady Bing, I think. Yeah. He's usually the king of one of those two.
1: That's true. Um, but yeah, he's not in there. But we'll talk about Datsuk later. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's too much else. It's, uh, the Sulky is a weird award, too, because it's like, it's always like these intrinsic things that aren't, that you don't see a lot. Um, but, like, so you just, like, that aren't, like, really shown on the stat line. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it's, like, I mean, you can make the case that Bergeron's, like, a better all-around player. I mean, I'd rather have, like, a Patrick Kane or Sidney Crosby on my team, but...
0: The award that's probably going to be know. the most interesting, um, as to find out who wins it's going to be the Calder Trophy. That's yeah,
1: we're top. about to get there right now. Uh, Calder is the rookie award. So Shane Ghost Bear, Ghost Despair, uh, oh, Connor fair, McDavid, yeah. um, and Artemi Panarin. This is an interesting word, because I feel like if McDavid, because McDavid had 48 points in 45 games, mm-hmm. um,
0: he's healthy the whole year. It is.
1: It is, um, and he might still win it uh, yeah. just because of that. Um, Artemi Panarin played with Patrick Kane the entire. Um, his entire time, season. Uh, So that may have been... Like, it's one of those things where... This is Patrick Kane's best season. Um, So it's like, did Panarin make Kane better or did Kane make Panarin better? You know, it's one of those, like, chicken or the egg situations, I guess. Um,
0: Both made each other better.
1: Yeah, but, like, should that have an impact? Like, not everyone... has I, the I at, opportunity to play with Patrick Kane, you know?
0: Again, I look at this as an as an opportunity, like who made a bigger impact for their teams? Like Ghost Bear True.
1: Well, they all made an equal impact on the team.
0: Yeah, like the Ghost Bear, he scored clutch goals. Yeah. I think at least four or five of, you know, the majority of the goals that he scored either tied or won the game for Philly. Yeah, he had a couple of OT winners in there. And you look at all the talk with Patrick Sharp going to Dallas and like, oh, who's gonna fill the void? And this rookie unsigned or undrafted comes out of nowhere, and puts up, like, 70 points. Right. Like, I look at those two guys, and those two are... Like, no disrespect to McDavid, Ghost Bear is my pick, but Panarin is the hands-on favorite right now.
1: Because yeah.
0: no one expected him to fill that void very quickly, for the Hawks to fill that void, with a guy no one even heard of. And now everyone knows who Artemi Panarin is, and how yeah. well he can play. Um,
1: yeah, Ghost I Bear, think... But Ghost
0: Bear, when he came in, everyone... Everyone on the Flyers started to pick it up, and they started winning, and they made the playoffs. Yeah, so
1: I agree with that. I think that's
0: why I pick him, but Panarin's a solid second. But I
1: they, think
0: if, if McDavid was healthy the entire year, he wins.
1: I think it's. I actually, I, I hear your point. I wouldn't mind if Pan uh, go spare one, but I think it's either it's between it's going to be either Panarin or McDavid. Yeah, and I think you're right. If McDavid played the full year. On that same pace, he wins by far. He may even he may have even been in a hard trophy candidate, but uh, Panarin probably, I think, wins it just because he has uh, just because of um, his stats. Yeah. Um, All right, let's go to the Lady Bing. Uh, This is also a weird award, but um, Alex Barkov. Um, Louis Erickson and Anze Kopitar. I often feel like players just look at the penalty minutes and like, say like oh, okay this guy didn't have that many penalty minutes but he had a lot of points and that's how they decide the Lady Bing um, but uh, um, I don't know I think it's either I feel like if Kopitar doesn't win the Selkie he's going to win the Lady Bing um, and yeah. vice versa I think he's um, the
0: front runner for the Lady Bang, but I'd like to see Barkov win
1: it. Yeah. I'd love to I'd love to see Louie win it, but I'm sure everyone um, would like to see Louis win it. Of course. Well I mean I, well, I just until
0: further notice he's a yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. Um I mean, but obviously it would mean that his I guess his contract would be he would yeah. expect even more of a race, but I don't know um,
0: how much a Lady
1: Big Trophy would add to his pay raise. Though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think about it, that's against probably true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah Two hundred fifty
0: grand signing bonus.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. I guess. <laughs> I mean, like, I I feel like it would help if it's like, like if it's um I don't know if it's a, if it was like a if you want, like a Selkie or like a heart. Then, yeah. yeah, I think... Or Norris. I think that would... I mean, it, you know, if, if he's a defenseman. Yeah. I feel like that would affect their pay raise. But, yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe not a lady being. Um, oh, wait. I skipped the Masterton. Whoops. Uh, so, Pascal Dupuis, Yamir Yager, and Matt Zuccarello. Um, it's, it's, I think it's between Zuccarello and Tupui. I feel like... What did... Yogger have to overcome just being old. <laughs> well,
0: just the fact that he was able to put up those kind of numbers and sell those NHL records and and continue.
1: Uh, yeah, guess and, so. To
0: secure his place in NHL history with all those other greats. But they usually give this uh, award
1: to, to like, to the, 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 to like the the like the guy with the best story, kind of or the yeah, comeback. Yeah, he didn't you know? have
0: the best story, but like at his age to yeah. put up the kind of numbers like over twenty goals, fifty to sixty points on a Panthers yeah. team that's relatively young and he's their leading scorer. Like that's pretty impressive. So is uh, Matt Zuccarello and what he's had to overcome, with Wait, his bits in that freak accident there. And in the playoffs, yeah, the last year, new heights ultimately. But just based on heart, determination, refusal to quit, Dupuis all the way. But yeah, if it's not him, it's Zuccarella.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a two-person race with Dupuis and Zuccarella. and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if either one or no, not.
0: No, no, I think all all three of them are deserving.
1: Okay. Um fine. <laughs> All three are deserving. Uh GM Award. This is actually a funny award because Jim Rutherford won the cup. Um and uh he may not actually win the GM Award, but um the uh and he was like the main reason why the the Penguins won. But um uh McClellan uh Neil Neil McClellan from uh Washington, who I for some reason thought he was the Sharks guy. But I uh, guess no, yeah. he wasn't. Uh Neil from Dallas and Rutherford from Pittsburgh. Um I um I don't think it's gonna be Neil because no. um he still you know, he still has to work on the defense and the goalie situation. But um I think it's and this was voted on before the playoffs, so it's really it might actually go to McClellan, yeah, which would be really funny though, I considering think it's what the
0: happened his choice I mean you look yeah. he you know the, say what you will about the team whether or not they could get yeah. it done he put all the pieces together to put yeah. out the best winning team possible to get the job done. He did the best job that he could, and he deserves to win this award by far, yeah, uh, his impact of. Uh, was was uh, was was evident long before Rutherford's was. So yeah, uh, I, I pick McClellan as the hands down favorite to win this.
1: Um yeah, I think McClellan's going to win. Although I guess Rutherford can cry in his Stanley Cup. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs>
0: Rutherford's got that thing. So.
1: Um, uh, um, there. These are like two awards that I think it's kind of hard to like know who's gonna win because it's like we don't see these guys do community service because they're more community service awards. But mm. I should I, I'll mention them though. Yeah. Um, so the Messier Award is uh, is the nominees are Ovechkin, Tavares, and Shea Weber.
0: Ovechkin it's, wins.
1: Ovechkin wins. I think it's yeah. gonna be Weber. Okay. Shea Weber. Um, I don't know, <laughs> exactly, really. I just look
0: at all the, uh, like, all the little things, like, the, the yeah, theatrics in yeah. the All-Star game, you know, just to win a car for that little girl, that was pretty sweet. It was very yeah. funny
1: to watch, but very Well, that was last year, but yeah, it's true. I know, like,
0: just, just, like, the track record, like, I see Ovechkin, place yeah. charity events, like, that would, always smiling.
1: You know how, and, like, people say, like, Ovechkin isn't a great leader, like, that would, like, no, that he would, Bob, he would Bob shove Bob that is. into everyone's face, like, hey, I won a Messier yeah. award. I wouldn't mind if either all th- any three of these yeah, guys won, but all of
0: them are deserving again. But, yeah, because uh, it's uh, tough right? to know, notice, really. Uh, Ovechkin's contributions.
1: A yeah, yeah. More. Um, and then there's the Foundation Award, which I guess is for community enrichment. Uh, yeah. Mark Giordano, Matt Martin, and PK Subban.
0: PK wins. I
1: think PK wins too. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, obviously Matt Martin or Mark Giordano wouldn't be bad picks either. Um, all right, let's get going, though, on the next topic. Las Vegas. So, we talked about this last week. Um, Las Vegas. Yeah, but now,
0: a- we, now we got more concrete stuff. Yeah. Apparently, Viva Las Vegas is actually going to happen. Yep.
1: Uh, so, the uh, yeah, we talked about this last week. According to Aaron Port's line, each team will lose one player and only one player. Um, and this isn't a f- confirmed yet. But it's looking like the protection is seven for each team has to protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie. Um, and teams that have a, to keep a that uh, have to keep players that have a no movement clause. So I mentioned earlier in the broadcast that uh, the Penguins are going to have some situation where they're going to have to keep either Matt Murray or Mark Andre Fleury, which is. Likely why Marc-Andre Fleury might be traded. Um, I know the Blues will probably have some a situation. Uh, I think the Ducks do too, although Gibson and Anderson are both RFAs this year, so they probably have to decide that right now. Um, uh, what's
0: also interesting to note is um, Jake Allen, I believe, is an RFA yeah. after this season, and Brian Elliott is a UFA.
1: Uh, okay, so they so, so they'll be okay, I guess. Um, They
0: they might not, and and it's the same thing with Bishop and Vasilevsky. Bishop's a UFA, and Vasilevsky's an RFA.
1: Okay. Um, Also, the Bruins have uh, Tuka Rask um, and Malcolm Subban, who I thought would be protected under the, I think also exempt players are like, if you're in the league for two years, um, like even if you're on an AHL team, you're still exempt. Um, yeah. so, uh, Tuka Rask and, um, uh, Malcolm Subban, um, one of them has to, will be unprotected. Um, Malcolm Subban, who is our, like, goalie of the future, um, if he pans out. You also have Zane out.
0: McIntyre in your system We also well. have Zane McIntyre,
1: but he's gonna, he is exempt from this, though. Um, so, um, it will be interesting. I think, oh yeah, and Bishop and uh, Vasilevsky, they all, the Lightning have that. Um, so I don't know, I feel like, I hope the, the Las Vegas team will be like, um, or we'll pick, uh, Vasilevsky and, um, I don't know, they would probably pick, uh, uh, Vasilevsky or one of the Blues coolies, um, and then, and not worry, and not pick up Subban, but I don't know. They may pick up Subban just because they have that. But, but um. Well, and I'm just looking at the UFAs and the
0: RFAs, and we'll get to to that part next week. But there yeah. are a lot of there are a lot of guys just in the UFA and the RFA list. Right. That yeah, to. and
1: that's the other thing too is that this is going to be a thing for the next two years. Is where like teams will actually have to like make moves in foresight of this whole expansion draft thing. So, um, we'll have to see, I guess, I mean, with these rules, I think that means that like Las Vegas will have a decent team, um, on general. To, yeah. And
0: I, th- I think that's good because, you know, you look at all the other expansion teams, they, they come in the league. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure
1: like Columbus and Nashville who had like a similar thing. Like are probably like pissed off now. Like They're like, why yeah, didn't we it's get it's this?
0: They might actually get a decent team to compete for a playoff spot. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And, yeah. My um, day,
0: when you're an expansion team, you have to suck the first couple of years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I, if you go on to General Finager, you yeah, can, like. I've been, I've
0: been on there a lot
1: analyzing yeah. that. The big trade. You can, day. like, they have, like, a whole. Um, I think they have a section now where, like, you can, like, pick what teams, like, decide to protect. Um, and then, like, you can, like, actually pick your own team, basically. Um, but it's it's tough when it's, like, not even a year away. So, because a lot of teams will change. Um, as I was, like, I was doing it and I was like, well, should I keep Louis Erickson? Because he's probably not going to be here next year, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was tough, but, uh, it was an interesting thing. So I suggest you guys do that. Um, if you have the time, um, Datsuk is officially going home to Russia. I think we, uh, we mentioned this before the playoffs. Um, I think in, sometime yeah, in April. It. Now it's official. Now it's official. official. Now He's it's going special. to KHL. Yeah, it's a, Speaking yeah. of, uh, cap situations, yeah, he has one year left on his contract. Uh, which he was being paid seven point five million. Um, so the the Red Wings can't circumvent it because I guess. In I don't other know, words, they're weird. stuck
0: paying the seven point five million. Yeah. that's going against their cap. Which so I was. No, they're basically, they're basically yeah. paying that money for an empty roster spot.
1: Basically, um, I I think like they could because I know I was reading like that he's basically playing on like dead man's ankles or whatever. Um, so, or, like, his ankles are really bad. Like, couldn't they just put him on, like, a long-term injured reserve? Um,
0: uh, see, is the fact that he's going back to Russia to play in the KHL, I don't think that's probably why they could do that. Oh, yeah,
1: good point. Right. Yeah. He was retiring, but I mean,
0: maybe they. You know, I mean, get away with
1: it. the whole situation's kind of stupid, too, when you think about it, because, like, Chris Pronger's in the Hall of Fame. Um, and he's being, you know, he's, he's still the on a roster
0: this season.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Mark Savard last year, he yeah. can't play a game. I mean, I guess it makes sense if, if I were Mark Savard and Chris Pronger, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd want to stay on the roster just so I can get money. Um, Speaking of interesting but,
0: situations, according to a report, Jonathan Drouin has dropped his no trade request. Uh, yeah. Has dropped his trade request. Yeah. Uh, so he has to remember the writing until further notice. I didn't
1: include that in here, but, uh, yeah, I I, I thought that would just be going without saying because of how he played in the playoffs. But, yeah, um, Druin's, uh, still it has revoked that. Um, and the
0: plot thickens regarding what they do with Stamkos now.
1: Yep, true. Right, you think that now, You can't uh, keep both. Right, you can't keep both. Can't I think you both. can, but okay. Um... Let's see here, uh, Kopitar, uh, is now the captain of, um, the Kings.
0: 14th in franchise history. Yeah.
1: I think, uh, there was talk that Dustin Brown may be bought out, but, um, I don't think that's, I think, uh, Lombardi. He's
0: still got value.
1: I think Lombardi said that they're not gonna buy him out. They may trade him, but it's like the same situation with Joe Thornton a couple of years ago. Um. <laughs> Like, now, like, everyone's thinking, oh, they're going to trade this guy. But I don't th- I don't think they will. Um, but I think that was the right choice, Kopitar. He's definitely the yeah. leader of the team. Yeah, I, I think um, he's ready. Yeah. Um, Coyote, I guess we're just uh, going through these here. Uh, Coyotes acquire rights to Alex Goligoski in exchange for the 2015, 2016 fifth round pick.
0: Yeah yeah. Fifth round pick on Friday's draft. Yeah. Um
1: this is sad news for Bruins fans because he was my pick. Um but um he's uh Nope, he's uh he's going to uh Arizona. I think that's an interesting choice though. Um chica's making moves. Um this is I guess this is chica's first big move, right? Um,
0: yeah, it's it's you know it just, you need to yeah. get more stability on the, the defensive front. Other than Oliver X I Men Larson, they don't have much. And, yeah, you know they're probably going to be building through the draft, obviously. But, yeah, and I, I, think, Alex, I think that's I think that's a good step in the right direction for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. if you're Arizona defensively. I mean, you you got you you if all you have to do is give up a fifth round pick just yeah. to negotiate with them, I think that's a solid solid negotiating strategy. There. True.
1: Yeah. Um. And I think, um, so now the Stars have to worry even more about defense, but, yeah. um, that's okay. They
0: already traded Yoki Pocket to Calgary in that Chris Russell deal. Oh, right. Chris Russell, I think he's a, he's a free agent, isn't he? I think,
1: I think so, can. something like that. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's, like, there's a lot of sparse defensemen out there as a fan of a team that needs defensemen. Yeah. Um, like, the, uh, but... There's a lot of teams that want them, too. I know uh, Tyson uh, Joe Sackick said earlier this week that Barry is not being traded. But he said the same thing about Ryan O'Reilly last year. So um, take that with a grain of salt. Um, I just remembered that from the defense, defensemen. Yeah, they were on the defenseman kick. Yeah. Uh, as, as
0: for, as speak, speaking of uh, defensemen and people who aren't getting traded, at least Derek Cowan. So oh well, I
1: was I was for, getting to um, that.
0: Put on waivers, I should say, buyout and unrestricted free agency, likely the next step. And Flyers yeah. bought out R.J. Umberger's contract. He is not a defenseman, but he had one year remaining on his deal, and they got him for Scott Hartnell.
1: Right, I have that later on the, in this, but it's okay. Yeah, but uh, I, the,
0: I just thought it was, it was just a nice segue to yeah. The of, well, there yeah, was
1: uh, there was a good segue too for speaking of defensemen because yeah, the Ducks yeah, sign... Yeah,
0: so Dallas, you know Derek Howard's available if he's healthy. Maybe it can help you.
1: Yeah, the Ducks sign um, two-way. The Ducks sign uh, Sammy uh, Vadanen to to a four-year extension. Another defenseman, nineteen point five million, and that's roughly four point eight seven five million per year. Um, A lot of people thought that they were going to trade this guy. Um, but, um, so I guess either Lindholm. We, we alluded to that potential, yeah. uh, in the Tyson yeah.
0: Berry thing a couple podcasts
1: ago. True. But I think, uh, so I think either Fowler or Lindholm, I think those are both RFAs this year too. So, um, one of those guys are going, I think that's what this means. Yeah. Sticking um, with
0: re signings, um, Cam Ward in Carolina, Riley yep. Sheen. Well, Vancouver, I was. San Bear Vancouver, all signing two-year deals. Yeah. To stay with the teams.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, now you're going out of order here, but it's okay. like, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> um, cause I was going to do like, cause Carolina had all these like three things like together. So I had like, I'm well, perfectly Yeah, Okay. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll, well, I'll let, uh, they, they, they signed a promising stud, didn't they?
1: Okay. Yeah. So Cam Ward signed to it. Uh, I guess we'll just do all the hurricane stuff now. Okay. Um, so Cam Ward signed to a two year extension, six point six million, uh three point three per year. Kinda of surprising considering they have Eddie yeah, Lack I and I Lack, thought
0: it was it was gonna be his turn. They also have Nedeljkovic yeah. waiting
1: in the wings too. Speaking of Las Vegas, they I guess they'd have a decision to make, although um, it is kind of obvious that they'd have um, you know, they'd probably protect Eddie Lack, but maybe they'll protect Cam Ward instead considering this news but yeah no
0: nah. <laughs> um, I, I think it's further it's possible uh, further increasing his odds of getting traded out of carolina like he's not going to be there for much longer
1: uh canes get uh sebastian aho i yeah. think that's how you pronounce it he uh, yeah, played Michael. with um he uh he played with um he played with uh Patrick Line and yeah. Pulpu Harvey in the World Believe Juniors. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's when he got. I didn't realize he wasn't drafted, but um, yeah, so the Canes won at sweepstakes. Um, and then they, the Canes also made uh, a trade. They uh, got Bickle, Brian Bickle, and Terra Vion, Tuvu Tara Vien, to Carolina. For a 2016 second round pick and a 2017 third round pick, um, Bickle is obviously was just on unload for uh, Chicago, but yeah. Teravainen is a solid prospect for them. So um, that should be yeah. interesting. I think he can. Uh, I think he can succeed with more ice time in Carolina. When you look at the
0: fact that he signed Richard Panik, the Chicago did to one-year deal. He's a left winger. Bickle's a left winger. Yeah. And when they re-signed Kruger to one-year deal, who's a center. Tebu's a center. It kind of sensed that uh, they were going to do something else, uh, especially with Seabrook's huge long-term deal. You know, they got to manage the cap with, with Taves, Kane, Keith, also Crawford, yeah. all long-term, getting paid big money. No way they could have kept Tibu to a van, Even if they tried. Yeah. And if not him, at least a promising prospect. Like, yeah. they're wise to make a trade now, but my question is, you know, why Tivu? I mean, he had that monster playoff where he got to 10 points, and then, I, you know, this year he got a respectable, I think, 35 I, points, 37 points. I
1: assume it's because uh, they, like, um, Carolina wouldn't have done it without it. Like, Teravine had to. Like, yeah. Carolina's yeah. just no. like, oh, okay, we'll take Bickle, we understand, but you're going to have to give us like either Tara Vinen or another one of your top prospects. Um, yeah.
0: There's, there's no doubt they bring experience. Like Bickle brings a lot of, like, I, I, I
1: don't, I don't think like Chicago is just like, all right, like, let me give you Bickle and Tara Vinen. You know, I don't think they were like that. I think Carolina asked for Tara Vinen.
0: Yeah, Yeah. When, um, when you look at, when you, look at Chicago, when you look at Carolina on the left wing and you look at Chicago on the left wing, Chicago's loaded on the left wing. Yeah. And Bickle easily became expendable. It's not the fact that Bickle's bad. Right. I mean, the fact he played in 25 games, only got two helpers, I and mean, it's not because he's bad. It's the Hawks are darn good on the left wing. And yeah. if you look at the Hurricanes on the left wing, best two guys they have are Jeff Skinner and uh, Joaquin Nordstrom. Yeah. You know, Bickle's fit right into a third or fourth line guy, and that could help him offensively too, but. At the center position, you know, the Hawks outside of um, Jonathan Taves. um, And there's also this other notable presence uh, that they have on the faceoff dots. Just uh, taking a look at the notes here. uh, Like, only was only 21 years old as well. So, he, you know, he hasn't even reached his peak as, as far as financial salary. He's still got... A lot of, he's um, still got a lot of upside to him. So here we go. Anisimov, Kruger, who was re Dennis Rasmussen, Tanner Kiro, Vincent, and Those are the guys who played center and saw NHL ice time with Chicago this season. Um, Tivo being a part of that mix, from what I've seen number-wise, makes them look better. So either the Hawks are probably going to have to put one of the promising prospects in Tivo's shoes, or they might decide to move one of their wingers to the face-off circle, or they might sign a veteran via free agency if they can afford to, which is going to be tough considering they still have Andrew Ladd to sign. That's if they even do so. But Carolina's uh, centermen in, um, in the face-off thought they're pretty stacked. I mean, Jordan Stahl, Victor Rask, Elias Lindholm, Andre yep. Nestrasil, Riley Nash, and um, you, uh, I believe uh, Riley, uh, Riley Nash is a... Uh, a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. And Jordan Stahl, you know, now that Eric's out of the picture, maybe that increases his chance of getting traded during the offseason yeah. on draft day even. So I don't think Carolina's really done, you know, shaking up their roster as far as
1: uh, think, centerman goes. Yeah, I think Carolina's in, like, a rebuild mode. I think all these moves yeah. make it seem that way. Uh, so I think Ajo and... Um, Teravinen will be interesting. They get a lot of fins. Um, um and yeah. let's see. They picked thirteenth. Um, but uh yeah, so apparently they're projected
0: to take a center too, yeah. according to Jeff Merrick's uh, mock draft, which we'll get to in a bit.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, they're between our two teams. Um yeah. but uh yeah, I mean I, I think I think like when you trade away Eric Stahl, I think that was just the start of yeah. like oh, okay we're, we're rebuilding which uh, is again a, sh- a yeah. bit
0: of a shock uh, that they re-signed Ward word for two years yeah that's
1: true i think if i, they're, they're, I if think they're, they're,
0: confident just, confident that, if they're i think they were just if they confident that ALAC was ready they wouldn't do that
1: or needle, maybe, maybe they're hoping needle maybe they're whatever it is i think they're i think they're waiting for Nod, uh, what's his name needle kovic i don't know how to pronounce it. delkovic yeah uh, you know. To be ready, because I think yeah, he'll probably be ready finish. in like two years. So, I think that's uh, why they made that. They did that. The OHL
0: last year. I think it might take three or but four. Even, but yeah.
1: But even still, don't I don't football. know why you don't play Eddie Lack. He's a good. You yeah. know, he's a good goalie. Um, yeah. Better than Cam Ward is. So I don't know what they what they're thinking on is that. But they also have uh, Noah Hannifin in the system and Justin Falk. So um, they'll yeah. be good um, for a bit, at least in the. Uh, in the defensive end. Um,
0: now, here's here's an interesting thing that I also picked up from Complete Hockey News. Just shifting gears a bit, and we're talking about defensemen
1: here. Yeah.
0: Uh, the Oilers reportedly won't be shipping their fourth overall pick.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: Unless they acquire either Shea Weber or P.K. Subban.
1: Apparently, Eric Car- they don't think Eric Carlson's a good uh, defenseman. Or... No, I, mean. <laughs> I, 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 I think... I think they understand
0: the reality that there's no way in hell they're getting Eric Carlson.
1: Well, there's no, because no I'm saying, like, they just picked, like... State, unless, unless they get maybe McDavid. But, like, so, why did they mention Dowdy uh, and uh, P.K. Subban? Like, those are, like, you know... Oh, Shea Weber and Subban. Like, those are, like, you know, those are good defensemen, but, like, so, like, they picked, like, two defensemen. I don't know. It just seems... Um, it seems strange that they didn't, like, like, but they would go for, I don't know, I think there's a lot of other defensemen who they could go after. Um, I mean, I guess it makes some sense, I think
0: Nashville, I I think, um, Edmonton has what Nashville and Montreal need, and that's offense. Yeah. And I think... Weber going to Edmonton, even with that big contract, But he is, I can see Nashville moving that if it's at the right price. But Shea Weber hasn't
1: been as good as he has been a couple of years ago. But yeah, that's, I guess that's, that's true. That's
0: true. That's true. And that's the danger Edmonton takes if they get Shea Weber's contract. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: Especially when you consider that Carlson's doing more with less money.
1: Right. Um, He's
0: doing more with less money compared to PK. I think PK's getting more than Carlson is.
1: Yeah. Uh, just really quickly, Riley Sheehan, a uh, two year deal with Red Wings, $4.35 wow. million. Um, two, uh, that's $2.08 per year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Sven Beershee, a uh, two year deal with the Canucks, uh, $3.7 That's $1.85 per year.
0: And another minor note: Dimitri Askin signed a two-way deal with the. Okay. Not two-year two-way, but yeah, Yeah. it's uh, really kind of under the radar. Also, what's interesting to note on the coaching front is that Brad Shaw joins Columbus as an assistant coach, and the Sens hired Pierre Grew as their new goaltending coach. Yep. So, just a few minor coaching notes uh, there.
1: Well, it's not that minor because considering the next segment, we have the Bruins' sens segment. Uh, Okay. Right, so the Sens get that coach. Uh, this is the first one in a while because we've kind of been holding off because of the playoffs and our teams weren't in it, but um, we're back. Um, so this is just uh, like a draft preview, what our teams will do in the draft, um, and just, I guess, in general, what our, what our draft predictions are going to be. Uh, the draft is next Friday. Um, I don't really
0: have a draft prediction. It's more critiquing what Jeff Merrick yeah. has the sense <laughs> getting, and I don't like
1: it. Yeah. Uh, I guess, do you want to... I mean, I have a spiel you, on who the villains You, you can right. go first. You can go first. Fair away. enough. So, yeah, I've... Uh, I think you've been paying more attention to the CHL than I have, so you know yeah. these players better than I do. But I think... But from what I've been reading... Um, I think the Bruins are going to go, for the 14th pick, I think the Bruins are going to go with, um, either Jake Bean, Charlie McAvoy, or Dante Fabro. Uh, we do have a lot of defensemen in our system right now, the Bruins do, um, but I think we'll, uh, I think though, I think it's, it doesn't hurt to have one of those guys. I hope it's Jake Bean, um, But it might be. I hope it's Charlie McAvoy just because of the BU connection. But I wouldn't be mad if it's Jake Bean or Fabro, or even Chikrin. Um, The uh, there's um, I I also kind of want uh, a person you guys should look out for is Clayton Keller. I don't think he's going to drop down to 14th, but I think he's going to be a really good. Got prospect, um, for whoever gets him. Yeah, um,
0: he, uh, according to Jeff Merrick, he has him going to New Jersey, who picks just before us.
1: Right. Um. Yeah. I've, I've seen somewhere like the Senators have him have picking color, but I think he's going to be a top ten pick. Um, he's going to BU next uh next year. Also, Kiefer Beller Bellows is going to be a pick. Um. Are well, you relation to Brian by
0: any chance?
1: I don't know, but uh, he's he's gonna be a BU guy, um, so it's uh, BU's gonna be good next year um, if that uh, if they're all if they all have that potential. Um, I think Charlie McAvoy is already in BU, but that should be interesting. Um, I also for the 29th pick. I want the uh, Bruins to get out to Brincat, but I don't know if he'll f- fall down that far either. But um, maybe Logan Stanley, that would be cool. Um, well, actually, I've heard
0: of it's funny that you should mention that because I'm looking at Jeff Merrick and yep. his draft. He has you taking two defensemen, and guess who those two defensemen are? Who? Jake Bean with the first pick, Logan Stanley with the second pick.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So, uh, Jake Jake Bean, uh, you know, it sounds... By I the mean... Seven- with the Kyrie Hitmen, he's he's um, he's had yeah. some success with them. Logan Stanley's interesting, six foot seven guy. Jeff Merrick says plays with a bit of an edge. Sounds perfect for the Bruins, especially considering Chara's not getting any younger, Right. and they need a big defense and that can play with an edge.
1: So yeah. Logan
0: Stanley sounds like a perfect fit. I
1: just don't. I just don't know if the um, if the Bruins will go with two defensemen. Who know? Like considering last year with how Sweeney. Yeah. Uh, what Sweeney did, um, he may like just go with an off-the-board pick, I think for the 29th pick. He may go off the board for the 14th pick um, as well. Um, you were mentioning Jermaine Ropsoff. Um He's the next... Yeah,
0: Jermaine Ropsoff. Yeah, loaded yeah. with skill, can play every area, can take base-offs... Yeah, you're so, saying he's like points. the
1: next Pavel Datsyuk, so I yeah,
0: it sounds like Pavel Datsyuk uh, 2.0 going to Detroit, yeah. according to Jeff Merrick, which which is something like and that yeah. and Ottawa picks 12, so that's something you know if he's right. hanging around that may, maybe you know it's gonna be tough because Ottawa's got a bunch of centers, they already yeah. have advantage chat up there. Um, uh, yeah, they, they got they got a lot of they got yeah. a lot of centers that they're. Do to you wanna? As well.
1: Yeah, so speaking of which, no, do you want to go with who the senator, who you think the Senators will
0: well, yeah, do? I don't really have much prediction because I don't know what, what their needs are. I think defensively, if they can get a guy like Logan Stanley, that would be good. Um, but, you know, at, the, thir- so at they, the 12th? Getting a guy like Logan Stanley in the second round are probably greater than getting him in the yeah. first round. Um, but Jeff Merrick has us getting Mike McLeod. I might vomit if we get Mike McLeod. Like no disrespect to Mike McLeod. But when I when I hear
1: <laughs> Sounds like disrespect play but...
0: like, close to the GTA and then he gets traded to the Flint Firebirds and he and he and he wants to play Miss Saga, so they trade him back to Miss Saga. Right away that doesn't that character just I've always remembered that about Mike McLeod and no matter how good he is, how big or strong he is, I just think of that character and I look at what what the sends are, they're all about character. I don't like that kind of character. Um, mm. And you look at what Danny Heatley, that decision, and, and how how the bad character, you know, kind of kind of put a big weight on their shoulders there. Uh, that's the last thing I want is, a, you know, a bad rap sheet coming into the dressing room. Like, no disrespect to Mike McLeod, but either, if, if, if he's going to play for Ottawa, he can't have that kind of attitude.
1: Sounds like... To-
0: he needs to be willing to take advice and all that, and if he can't, then the Sense shouldn't take him.
1: Sounds and, like disrespect. It, <laughs> yeah,
0: it, 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 it's you, you, you gotta you gotta you gotta show respect. You gotta be willing to put the work in. Mike McLeod is very talented, but just that that character, that reputation that he had in the OHL right off the get go, and right before he was drafted, he said he didn't want to play in the GTA in the 67s, you know they could have taken if They took Travis Barron instead. Oh, so this is what it really out. is. He's just and, had, and then, so. then Saga took him fourth overall. So yeah. it, again, it's it's a character thing why I don't like that. So I would like if they would have taken a center, Juman Rupsov, I would be more okay with that than Mike McLeod. But I don't think center is where their need is. So what are you know, what are
1: their needs? On,
0: um. Honestly, they got a young defensive core. If they can add to that, that would be good. Um, maybe some help on the wing. I think the left wing is where they were the most crowded, too. Um, so, y- you know what? If,
1: yeah, if, I'm looking if, here. Uh, there aren't really you know, too many left wingers here other than Nylander and Kachuk, but you're not getting those guys.
0: Nylander, he's he slated. He
1: well, he's slated. on. Craig Button has him at 10th here.
0: Yeah, so you know, there's a, depending on what, where the team's needs are, you, he yeah. could be there when Ottawa picks, and I would love Possible. to
1: see him take me on there. Uh, I'm just looking at left-wingers. Um, Abramoff, uh, Kiefer Bellers is a left-winger. Yeah. Um, you guys may pick him. I don't know. Uh, Kiefer Bellers is 13th. I'm looking at, I know you have Jeff Merrick's mock draft. I have Craig Button's list here. I can just mention the, uh, I'll just mention the top 15 here, I guess. So one is Matthews, two is Line A, three is Pulhu Harvey, four is Dubois. I'm not really saying the last names, obviously. Uh, fifth is uh, Kachuk, six is Keller, seventh is Logan Brown, or Brown. Uh, eighth is Sergeyev, ninth is Ulevy, tenth is Nylander, eleventh is Jost, twelfth is Jake Bean, uh, 13th is Bellows, 14th is Rubsoff, and 15th is McAvoy. Um, Chikarin is 17th, um, just a notable one. Uh, cat is 21st. Um, but, uh, I thought Chikarin was, like, supposed to be, like, the, you know, in the top three at the beginning of the yeah, year. It uh, was. Like, I'm not sure he why was... he slipped so far, but I, I would be okay if the Bruins got him, too, but, yeah, um, I, would, I don't know. I would,
0: uh, opposed to, to that move, on either uh, I, I would like to see a, a guy like Jake Chickren in our system and, yeah, and you know, you know, a defenseman or you know, help uh, up front. If there's a prospect that Ottawa sees that's too good to pass up, draft him, yeah, because if he's better than all the other prospects, so you can trade and get someone you need, then yeah. great.
1: I think that's so what it,
0: it, if they can improve on their yeah. need, then, then that's fine, but. A de- defenseman, if they can get a big defenseman, another big young defenseman, I think that that can that can yeah. probably help. I I, I think mm, you know what? Maybe in the later rounds, if there's if there's a if there's a good goalie, maybe take a chance on him, because Anderson's getting up in age. You know, Hammond has the potential of playing like yeah. Andrew Hammond did down the stretch. I'm trying he, to see. The
1: so the goalie, uh, the best goalie, have anymore, so. the best goalie according to. Craig Button here is Carter Hart. He has a twenty-four, and then yeah. there's um, there's also the London Knights guy, uh, Tyler Parsons at thirty-nine. Tyler
0: Parsons, yeah. The first goalie, actually, according to Jeff Merrick, that'll be taken is 30th overall by Toronto. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. It's a Swede. Who? Um, I can't remember. Is maybe it's. I don't think it's Gustafsson. That's his last name. But it's it's. It's a very, it's a very Swedish. There hasn't it's been a goalie sweet.
1: in the first round in a long time, right?
0: Yeah, well, I think the Capitals drafted a guy named Samsonov last year. And that but was, was that the first game. round? I
1: thought that was a second round guy.
0: Uh, might have been, but okay. yeah, it's, You don't, you don't see too many goalies like marc Andre, Floyd, Pascal, Claire, that Kerry kind Christ, of stuff. Yeah. TPH are being taken very high nowadays. Um,
1: I so, think that's why, because uh, yeah, TPH are... Yeah. But Carey Price, um, though, he was a good pick. I mean, Yeah,
0: yeah. Carey Price is probably the, the best goalie uh, last take in the top five. I think Montreal got him fifth overall.
1: Right.
0: Um, but a lot of other interesting picks from from other teams. The Dallas Stars with the 25th selection are slated to draft a defenseman who can make a solid first pass, can really skate, and could anchor a second-unit power play, which you know hopefully translates into a shutdown specialist that they've been hoping for. Um, a lot of players from the BCHL getting taken, uh, a couple of Penticton Vs, uh, Tyson Yost, uh, he, uh, Jeff Merrick has him going to Carolina, who just acquired Tara Bannon, and I would add fuel to the thought of trading one of the current face-off specialists they already have, <coughs> Jordan Stahl. <laughs> uh, Dante Fabro, also from the Penticton Vs, who you alluded to that you maybe Boston should pick, maybe an ideal fit for Nashville, uh, according to Jeff Merrick, if especially if the pres elect to trade one of the defensemen in their system to bulk up offensively. And we mentioned Alex Debrinka beforehand, he's compiled back to back 50 goal seasons with the Erie Otters. And again, great assault. He played with McDavid and Strom, uh, um, not this year, but the one before that. And this year, he's still playing with yeah. Strom. Uh, he could make that Panthers offense even more lethal, not anytime soon if he gets taken, but. You know, another goal scorer that the Panthers would love, a pure goal scorer like that. Um, interesting scenarios. Flames draft Dubois. That would be a solid add for the Flames. Make their centerman even more deadly. Oilers getting Matthew Kachakieh, another forward. Probably increasing the odds of trading one of the ones that they already have. Uh, Coyotes selecting Ole Levy, a defenseman of the London Knights. Uh, Having him and OEL, Oliver ekman Larson, the Swedish law firm on the same team, that would be great. Sabres getting Nylander, adding to their stockpile of wingers that already includes the likes of Sam Reinhardt and Jack Eichel. That would be really, really good. Uh, Habs getting Logan Brown, who plays center, who has has shown a a lot of offensive upside during his time at the Windsor Spitfires. Uh, If Galchenyuk doesn't turn out to be the center of the future, maybe Logan Brown is that guy. And uh, Colorado taking Jacob Chikrin as well. Maybe just maybe uh, Joe Sackick uh, trying to calm down the possibility of Tyson Berry getting traded. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen if they take Jacob Chikrin because yeah. that's immediately what everyone's thinking about. Oh, we're probably getting rid of a defenseman in that case because yeah, Chikrin there's a lot
1: of there's a lot of defensemen there. in this uh, draft. So I think yeah,
0: there are a lot um, of defensemen in the first round too. Yeah. Um, and, so, and that's just the first round we're looking at. There are a lot of, you know, you hear a lot of the diamonds in the rough that are taking the second, third, yep. fourth, fifth, even sixth rounds every year. Yeah. So they're, they're, uh, again, once the draft's all done, then then we'll get to see uh, some uh, some names that we haven't talked right. about that could really make an impact. Um,
1: um. All right. Yeah. So I guess that's it. Uh, just a yeah, uh, schedule. Just,
0: just quickly, a feel-good story, by the way. Sticking with the okay. sense, Brian Murray, uh, the former GM helping to raise a hundred thousand dollars for the ottawa hospital he held a, a charity event uh, earlier in the week um class act uh, by uh, by a classy individual and uh, great on the ottawa community for stepping up and uh, helping to raise funds for uh, such a good cause the ottawa hospital has actually been um providing the cancer treatments for brian and others like him so uh, hats off to brian and to everyone who uh, got involved to make that event such a success. So just something to end uh, the show on a high note.
1: Um, Yeah. So uh, just some scheduling things. Uh, We, we kind of revealed it at the beginning of the show, (laughs) but that's okay. Uh, We have a bit of surprise next episode. Maybe Um, we don't want to say it officially um, until it happens, but, um, uh, but yeah, we do that. Then we'll uh, we'll recap the draft and uh, the uh, awards, um, and then we'll um, and then the next uh will that uh, will be the that will lead us to July third, which will be uh, the free agency stuff, and then after that we're gonna do bi uh, so every other week we'll be going until the yeah. season starts. Um, just depending, wanted to depending
0: on how many uh, let you guys know what not happened.
1: Yep. Um I'm Brett Dubuff.
0: I'm Steve Ellsworth and we'll talk again in episode 37 uh, in episode 37 could be an historic episode 37 yeah. of the Lace podcast. We'll
1: see.